Hello and welcome to the Courage to Be podcast, where we explore how to raise your game, lean into discomfort and have more impact and purpose. I am your host, Sinead Millard. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Courage to Be podcast. Today, I am joined by Monique Cario, previous guest on the podcast. Monique joined me in January to talk about leadership from a place of deep experience, gained from starting as a PA in the NHS and navigating her way to a board level executive director. But today we're back together in light of International Women's Month to have a conversation about real women in business. And I'll keep my intro brief because you can see we jump into the topic pretty quickly. We talk about what it means to be a real woman in business in very practical terms, the courage to understand what it is that matters to us, to live that out, to use our voice, the courage to ask for the support that we need in order to pursue our purpose, everything from diversity at home to diversity in the workplace. That's all for me. I will hand you over to my conversation with Monique. Monique, welcome back to the podcast. So this is our second conversation on the Courage to Be podcast. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. And I love how how we've, we came about deciding to have a, another conversation. Um, and I hope that shows up for us in how we, we speak with each other this morning. Yeah, well, actually, why don't we let the listeners in on that? I think yeah, you talked so, talk to that quite well. Yeah, so... Um, we were speaking, we've been speaking about both of our journeys, I suppose, as women in business and just recognising, I think we both had that kind of light bulb moment when we were at a conference together about actually being who we really are and, and thinking about what we want to do from our own perspectives of what serves us well and why we want to serve others in a certain way in our businesses it just came to that point of showing up as you really are and offering and serving your clients as you really are. And why were we almost a bit hesitant, I want to say, in just being real women, Monique and Sinead in business. And we just felt that we wanted to have a conversation to explain and discuss how some of that feels and why actually it is so aligned with why you started The Courage To Be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've had many conversations. This happens to be our second conversation on the podcast, but we've had many conversations in between, um, all of which we kind of stop halfway through and go, gosh, how could we capture this same (laughs) sentiment on a podcast? We don't want to change that just because we pressed record. But I'm just trying to reflect on your intro, Monique, and tap into where you are with this. Because for me, when I think of the courage to be, I think of that foundation of understanding who I am, what I value, um, how I want that to show up in the world, how I behave, the impact I have on others, right? which I'm in no way nailing, but I'm mm. becoming clearer on that. And I guess I want to check in with you on, on, on where you are with the courage to be a real woman in business. Mm. Mm. That's a big question, isn't it? Uh, I mm. think... Um, the courage to be who I am, I feel that 
if you listen, if you've listened to anything that I've spoken about or when I have spoken, I speak a lot about being brave and being yourself. And I felt like for, you know, I'm in my own business now. I'm trying to run with this consultancy. And I know that, you know, you have these spots in the calendar, right? And International Women's Day is a big spot in the calendar. If you want to do, you want to be a speaker, you want to be a thought leader. It's a big space to be making sure your ducks are in a row, you know, and and that you've got things, platforms to speak on. And actually, do you know what? If I roll that all back, what do I really want to speak about? What do I really want to share in relation to hashtag break the bias, you know? And I think it's about, I really want to empower women, fellow women to show up as you really are, you know, be who you really are, because that is where the magic is. And I know for myself, if I overthink, so even today's conversation, any keynote speeches I've done, any when I've had meetings with potential clients or possible partners, whatever it is, if I just go back to what is it that sparked me? Why was I attracted to you? What is it that person said when they said, Monique, I want to introduce you to Sinead? And just stay there. Yes, you prepare yourself. Of course you do. That's professional. But actually, I'm not trying to be someone I'm not. You know, my thing comes from, I believe everybody has magic. They do. And I think in the world of work, there are so many people who are talented, so many women who are talented. And for whatever reason, for the oppression, for the being in the minority, for being marginalized, for it being unequal, and our own baggage, we just don't show up as who we are. And we put all these other things on top, or we start to overthink it. And when you go into that room, or you go onto that stage, or you're speaking with that client, the magic won't happen. The magic happens, and and I see it, and I feel it. The magic happens sometimes when I'm flying by the seat of my pants. But... Mm. When, when I am doing that, that's when I have to strip it back and just be who I am. You know, I've been blessed with a set of skills. You've been blessed with a set of skills. But usually when you look through the lens of being who you are, when you connect with people as you are, when you see people where they are and you take them where they are, you know, you're not, you're not judging. You're just meeting people where they are and you're meeting yourself where you are right now whether that's the chaos of, like I just said to you, I just have to quickly put a load on because I need that top for tomorrow, you know, and kind of scoot in here before we started. That's the reality, you know, and that's not me oversharing. That's just saying that doesn't mean I'm not professional. It doesn't mean that I don't know what I want to talk about, about empowering other women, you know, to show up as who they are. But it's the realness of what we're juggling and it's the realness of what sometimes you will come to you and how it feels, in the courage to be a real woman in business. So I've said that kind of long-winded, but that's what shows up for me when you ask that question. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. And when you talked about perhaps not all having equal opportunity, just before our call, I couldn't help, but I had a conversation with a close friend of mine who's just become a first-time mum. And also I've, I've written a couple of notes, which is just a stream of consciousness ahead of this. And the big thing I wrote down was in terms of equal opportunity was equality at home. And so there's showing up and the courage to be a real woman within business, but there's also having the opportunity to be able to do that. And yes. I think you and I have both ended up going down our own route and stepping away from corporate, right? Which 
And, and I guess I'm reflecting on some of my personal experience around this, which may be useful in terms of that juggle. But I think in the spirit of International Women's Day, which was yesterday, and perhaps in the spirit of International Women's Week or month that we may make March, it's it's also opening up the conversation around having the opportunity as a woman to find your authentic voice, to mm. be able to go out into the world and test and learn and experiment. And, and it's it might feel like, I think, from where we started and from where our last conversation last time, it's not off topic because it's very much mm. a part of the topic. But I'm really conscious of perhaps women who might be listening to say, gosh, this is so inspiring. But you know what? The reality is I'm I'm kind of juggling 90% of what's happening at home mm. with this mm. huge desire to also mm. do something out there in the workplace. Yes. And I want to bring that topic, I guess, yes. to the surface today um, and hear any initial reaction you have to me sharing mm. that. Mm. The reaction that comes to me is um, it, it feels like it's always an unfair trade-off, you know, to be the mum who I want to be. I've got three children, you know, and whilst I've, I've now have a, a sense of liberation, it feels liberating to not be working in the confines of a corporate, a big corporate organisation, you know. On the other hand, and, and that's great, and, it, and that brings, yeah, freedom to be who, to be, to be speaking about the things that I really want to. That's what I would say. I was myself in my organization but I have a freedom to push the barrier and to reach more people now that I didn't have before but doing that as a mum you know that pressure of I've got a wonderful vision I believe for a business and I really want to take it out there and I want to be able to help and support brave leaders to grow and to be successful but it's a massive juggle you know, and it's a massive pressure. And I always, and I choose my words carefully when I say to be the mum I want to be, because I know when I was in corporate life, a solution that colleagues would sometimes say is, well, you can afford to have all the help that you need. Bring in a nanny, bring in this, bring in that, you know, and it's like, well, no, because I want to be the mum to my children. I want to do it. And that challenge of trying to navigate how you can still have a passion and still have a brilliant vision for a business and to take it there, you know, and to take it there big. It doesn't mean that you you can't do it in limited time. You know, I look at you and what you're doing, Sinead, in your business, and you're thinking big and you're stepping out there and you're being brave and doing that, but you're doing it within a window of a day. You know, there's a window when you are working full on in your business and then you're, there's your window when you are looking after your children and running the home or doing what you need to do. And I know you have help as well. And I think it is hard. And that's the important thing. I'd, it's not to put people off. It's not to put any woman off. But it's saying that you will find those periods when it's challenging. But if you don't say what's important to you and if you don't say if we don't say this is what is non-negotiable for me you know who will yeah I love who that will. say what say what's non-negotiable say what you value because I think this comes back to when I think about leaving corporate at the same time moving into motherhood becoming a wife all of a sudden just having this massive reality check that all of the independence I had and time to put 
mm-hmm. into work had changed dramatically with it felt like overnight and I think me being very clear with my partner that this to your point the non-negotiables and one being that I aspired to having a career even though that career was now going to look something very different yeah right and I needed that support to be able because that wasn't an overnight journey like again to that was leaving and having my first child in 2015 and not moving into coaching until 2017 2018 um so again my point here is also really asking for the support we need mm-hmm. as women who the data will show us end up being the primary carers mm-hmm. within the house even when there's two parents in the house women tend to take on the majority of tasks having the courage to ask for what we need in terms of that support particularly in the interim period where there's not necessarily yes you know, a monetary gain to you spending time on that work, right? (laughs) But does does earning a wage equals your freedom to explore what it is you want to do in the world? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this, this is, this for me is really important for anyone listening out there who's almost thinking, well, to use all the kind of very cliche terms, my partner's a breadwinner, you know, I could... I'm not really making money from the thing that I'm interested in. There, it does. There, there's almost like a transitionary period to, to yes. getting there and having that yes. support to do that is yes. really important. And I think this is a topic that we have to dissect as women because yes. it's the reality. Yes. So, oh, so true. You know, what come to my mind when you just said that is a couple of things. You know, social media can make things look very sexy, mm. you know, and people can think, oh, you're putting stuff out on social media. Just talking about what you're doing for somebody else can feel like, oh my gosh, they've got it nailed. Da, 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 da. Six, seven figures already. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And it might not be that. You know, it might not be that. But you're absolutely right. The, the work you're doing with what we are doing now to, to start, you know, to have lift off, to launch and to, to bring those visions to reality is work. Mm. You know, it is work. And I just don't see, maybe I'm not listening and looking in the right places, but I don't see women speaking openly about the journey, you know, of being a, a real woman in business. And we, I want us to speak about the reality of that and the struggle of that, not be, because there's so many people out there with brilliant ideas, mm. you know, and, and <laughs> I hope we encourage them to show up as they yeah. are in those brilliant ideas, you know, and to not hold back. And also feel, and I don't want to use the word, but I'm trying to avoid using it, you know, and also feel that it is okay to, like you said, ask for what you need, but be clear on what you don't want. So where I said, I don't want someone coming in to do my mummy job. Okay. That doesn't mean I would not accept help anywhere. I have lots of help from my family, but I also am very clear for me, why leave my corporate world to come into you know, running my own business or starting to run my own business, if I'm not going to take the opportunity where I can to try and and land this in the way that I would like it to, you know, but that's messy. You know, it is messy. Messy. That I'm so pleased you said that it's really messy, you know, because I did have after school support for a certain period of time and now we don't. And 
you know, some some weeks I'm on a complete high. I'm like to my business, my, my husband, this is amazing. And just like getting yes. all my work done, having time with the kids. Like two days later, I'm like, this is an absolute shit show and yes. I need more help. And he's like, okay, let's, let's go back to the drawing board. How can we? So there is, it's this constant ebb and flow, but there's somewhat of a beauty to the messiness. Um, but I think it is also really important to share it because everyone's at a different kind of stage in this I hate to overuse the word journey but it's just a word that very much describes how all of this paves out because when you said you know really giving people an insider look to the reality of it I got a flashback to 2015 Mm -hmm. at home for the first time as a mum my first time ever not working my husband at work, him saying, I'll be home at 5.30, me looking at the clock at 5.35, like going, it's five yeah. minutes past 5.30. Yeah. <laughs> and then him coming home and us walking around the park by our house and me just having an absolute, I guess, not necessarily a meltdown, but a real vent about where where is all this going? How did mm-hmm. I go from this to here? Mm-hmm. And I remember him just saying, you got to be more patient. Like a lot's already, you know, mm-hmm. this is going to happen. But in that moment and in all of those days and months, he saw how I was wired. He saw yes. that I needed to have a career and what that looked like for me was quite specific and having my voice and having an opportunity to be both a mother and a working mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think letting our partners in on that piece, even when it's really messy and gritty with no answers, mm. is, re- is really, really important. So, And you see what you said there about even when there's no answers. Mm. You know, sometimes, you know, I've, I connect with that in two ways. One is about what you said, you know, my oldest is going to be 23 in the summer. Um, so I feel like I've been a mum all my adult life. That doesn't mean that it doesn't, it's not sometimes hard, you know, it's tricky. I don't know everything. You know, you don't, you don't have it all worked out. You have those moments. I've had breaks in my career because of it, you know, but before anything else, I'm a mum. You know, I am a mum. That's who I am. Does that mean that I can't be passionate about business? Of course, it doesn't mean that, you know, does it mean I have to justify it? No, it doesn't mean that. It's what you said, isn't it? Does it mean it's not going to be messy? Yes, it is going to be messy. Does it mean, though, that your partners, your partners may not understand all of it unless we say, you know, and it's the same thing what we're saying about showing up. If we don't speak about some of this Mm. to, to enable other women to hear it, sometimes people will not make the first step because they feel it's too messy, because they're worried that it will get messy. Or some people are in the thick of it and feeling that they're failing because it's messy. Mm. No, you're not. You know, no, you're not. We want to encourage women to be real in business. You know, we want to encourage you to be you in your business and to accept and understand and to know it's okay that it feels like this sometimes. You know, I think that is so crucial in terms of even for ourselves and me and you and how we've connected, being able to speak about that. You know, I'm not saying everybody wants to see inside our knicker drawer, you know? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. But what I also know is sometimes these conversations happen too much offline. Yeah. You know, it's the five minutes you have with someone when you connect before you go on to the main interview, before Mm. you go on to the main stage, before you start the client meeting, you know? And actually, 
there there is something about being human and having mm. that courage to be to to be able to reflect and say some of this isn't all sorted out and some of it you will feel like you want to run back as well you know I want to go back to what I knew even though I hated it because this feels so tricky at the moment and I think again it's that that can happen and that's okay I'm absolutely living that right now and you said the ebbs and flows right mm. That ebbs and flows. Remember you spoke about when you're on a high sometimes. Something mm. happens in the... You, you hit it, it's winning, 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 right? <laughs> you're pumped. And the come down of when the next two weeks or, the, you know, the next phase isn't like that or you've lost the roadmap again. You don't know where the next bit is. I'm so in that space right now, mm. you know, having been on a high for a couple of weeks and going, oh, actually, I don't really know what the next step is. And I've just made a load of noise and I don't know what to do now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's like, OK, but that's that is what it is. Does it mean I shouldn't have made the noise? No, doesn't mean yeah. that because I saw the reaction to people of what I offered there. The fact that I haven't worked the next bit out, I'll work it out over the next, mm. you know, the coming months. I'll work that out. And I'll, yeah, you should have a plan. Yeah, it should all be neat. But I couldn't do that. I couldn't crunch it in the time that I had. And I couldn't work that out with all my other responsibilities. And I haven't got a full team yet. That's my reality. Mm. You know, do I beat myself up now? Do I fold it all up and put it away? No, no. It's about just being able to say, that's where I am now. It feels a bit uncomfortable, but I can work with that, you know, and I can go again and I can keep it moving. And that's important. And as I said, it is about when I connect with some women offline and men, um, I think these conversations happen. Sometimes it feels like almost in secret, you know, mm. and I'm intrigued by why they're, why I would like to encourage people to more have them in the open, because I think we will empower and encourage more people to go ahead and follow their dreams or follow their journey or follow their path or to try it out mm. just try it out and see what happens well it's interesting that you say that a few things that coming to mind so why are some of these things kept secret right and I think what comes to mind for me as well is the role models we've had in business so growing up for me my role models in business were male um, wonderful mm. males who I learned a lot from, but they were male, right? So in terms of, I really never learned about what it means to value career and to value family and how you yes. might do both of those things at one yes. time. Um, yes. Again, I didn't understand this in that moment, but in reflection and I'm looking yes. back at that, for me, it was kind of understanding. I knew that there was something within me that really was driven to make a difference and and to um, go and do work that I cared about. And there was a part of me maybe that didn't fully understand the value of also being a caregiver mm -hmm. and a lover and a partner and the value that that, I, did, I feel I didn't, I, I was of course modeled love in various different ways, but in terms of the real juggle of life, so I just went about life and said, you work really hard at your career and you just keep going and you don't stop and you keep going, you keep going. And then all of a sudden I became a mum and I was like, oh God, how, how, how does, how does it, this work? I didn't prepare for this transition. Overflowing with love, apparently that's meant to happen and it, and it did, but it still didn't take away the resentment I felt to see my husband walk out the door and go mm. to work. Mm. But, but I didn't hear those stories. Yes. Um, and yes. when I would say it's interesting 
I think I've gone, I, I've tipped the scale too far both ways at times, mm-hmm. right? Whereby I can think I, there were times where I was so driven to drive the business that perhaps I took on more support than I than I wanted. And, and, and that piece of support, that's so subjective. It's so personal. It's so individual for each of us. How involved do I want to be in my career? How involved do I want to be in my children's life? There is no answer to that. And for me, I find it, I know when it's out of whack because yes. I'm off, I'm yes. off and I'm upset. Something's, something's off and I'm like, ah, it, it's that. Um, so, you, and I'm constantly measuring that, right? I'll have weeks where I'm just like, work didn't, yeah. So, so that's, so I think I'm, I'm kind of that role model piece. What, what did we see? You know, maybe to you, Monique, what did you see mm. when you looked at people in business? Who were your role models? Yeah, I think exactly what you described. I saw, I saw people. I, I think about my dad as well. I saw, I saw my dad. You know, working long hours, um, fantastic, fantastic business, successful business, successful man. You know, um, but working long hours, loving, absolutely loving what he does, but working long hours. And I, and I just knew that for me, I, lo- I've always, I've worked since I was fifteen. I love mm-hmm. working. My mum always worked. My mum worked six days a week. So I learned the role modelling of hard work, mm. you know, being responsible um, and working long hours is right. But what happened to me is when I had my first daughter, that feeling you said about love, I knew that I still loved working, but I don't want to work like that because I want to see my children. How do I get this to work? And I definitely got it wrong throughout my career. You know, like you said, the balance, the balance was way off at times. Why I'm saying this and why I want us to speak about this is to say, you know, I want women to have the courage to try to to, to put down the marker first, what they want, you know, Mm. and like you said, look at role models differently. If we don't change, so if we don't, if we don't change, we won't break the bias because breaking the bias is about actually saying you can work in this way. You can be the mum you want to be. You can be the partner you want to be and still be successful in your business and still be. I was a you know, I had a board level job in corporate. Um, yes, the juggling was tough at times, but on reflection, I wish I had even more courage to be and to put the markers down and to see what happened. What's the worst that can happen? They say, no, okay, then where does that leave me? But sometimes I didn't always say exactly what I wanted. I held back because I thought it would be too much to ask for that. You know, that was asking for too much flexibility. That was being too exposed about what I was juggling at times. If I reflect on it now, honestly, yes, I asked for flexibility, but only to a point. You know, how are we going to push those boundaries so that we can be successful, own it in business? And almost, I kind of feel like underneath what we're saying, Sinead, we're, I feel like we've almost been a little bit apologetic in saying that we love work, we love business, yeah. it sparks us, you know? And actually, yeah. that's why. Why do we have to couch that a certain way as a woman or because we've got children, you know? Or, you know, feel like we've got to say, I like working, full stop. Mm. I like working. I like business. It intrigues me. I love leadership. I love it. I love it. That's so interesting that you said that, because when you said I like working, I would have always 
followed that up with, and I love being a mum, right? Whereas, <laughs> yeah, they don't need to be, they're fine. They're both statements of truth, yes. um, but one doesn't need to justify the other. Nope. And, and it's, and it's push breaking the bias then is pushing that, isn't it? We Let's set a new narrative, you know, let's set a new normal. Because the norm feels like, as a woman, you've got to kind of justify or you've got to be a little bit, you know, well, actually, no. And Mm. I love my kids and I love spending time with my kids. You know, it's the best feeling in the world. I love working too. And I think the want piece is really important, right? Because when it comes down to what do we really want in life? What do we value? What's that hierarchy? So if we were to get really clear on our top three values and sometimes the word values can be a bit fluffy and hard to kind of fully grasp but what really matters to us like if we look at how we live our life it's showing us the patterns anyway and perhaps a lot of people listening will realize well actually you know career isn't isn't up there right but maybe having a voice having a voice in the family having a certain voice in society that that could be important I think understanding that want I really like because it feels like the anchor Right, because I think what you do around that, whether or not you choose to voice that within a corporate setting, whether or not you choose to voice that in the home. And I really want to bring it back to the home as well today, because I was listening to Indra Nui before our conversation today, um, who's the ex-CEO of PepsiCo and doing some really brilliant work in this field. And she said, we're really comfortable talking about equality at work, but we don't talk about equality at home. And we have a huge way to go. Right. So and and I and I guess I feel like this is something that I was kind of quite. I've always been intuitively intrigued by this. Right. In terms of um, I'm, I'm genuinely very lucky to have a husband who really supports me with the juggle mm-hmm. and tasks. And luckily, the girls see a dad who can role model his input. However, there is a there is a reality that the mental load of the home still falls on, on on the woman. And to Indra's point, that that's okay in some cases, but has there been an agreement around that or has that been an assumption that has been made? And, and I guess I'm raising this topic and for everyone to reflect on what that means for them in their own unique circumstances. For example, somebody who's transitioning out of corporate and looking to pursue their own um, individual purpose or business what do they need from their care, supporting partner, caregiver, whoever that may be, to to make that happen? Or if they're working in a corporate job, what do they do? Do they need? And I feel like we do have to educate ourselves on this because mm. if we really want to change this for the next generation of women and support them and having these tough conversations around equality at home, then yeah, I think it's. I think it's really important. Oh, so, so important. And it's interesting that you described um, having, a, having your husband as supportive as you're lucky. Yeah. that tells us something, doesn't it? It really does. I think, you know, if, if we say it simply, isn't it, there's, and we, I think we all know this and why we're in this, why it fills this space at the moment is that, you, yes, there's been equality for women in, in being able to go out to work you know, and, and feminist rights and what that brokered for us. But it didn't deal with the change in what was the traditional women's role from before at home. 
So those two things haven't come up at the same time, have they? And now people are obviously trying to work through that. But if the the, the kind of uh, destination, I suppose, was that actually no, Sinead, you wouldn't describe it, that you're lucky mm. that you've got a supportive partner. You know, it would be seen as, yeah, as you say, we sit down and broker it. So, you know, if, if we were given, if we were suggesting a takeaway from the convers- some of the conversation today, it would be about, you know, have the courage to have that conversation with your partner, you know, and have that to speak about what's going on and what you need and how mm. you need it. You know, we're not saying that some people haven't done that and it's not worked out, but I have the feeling and from speaking with other women that a lot of people, women haven't even approached the conversation because they've gone straight into the mode of I've got to manage all of this. Mm. I'm choosing to work. So I've got to manage this and make it work and not even just stepping back from that first piece. You know, um, I'm a solo mom at home. But what I would say is I've had that conversation with with their dad, with my support you know, with my family support who are, you know, my family, extended family, very supportive to say, actually, this is where I am at the moment. And I won't be able to do X, Y, and Z. And I'd really appreciate some help here, 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 and here. But I'm nearly a year in since I left my corporate role. And I've only just done that last month. Yeah. To actually step back and go, hold on a minute. Why? Because I told myself I've got, I'm not working corporately it looks as if I'm having a jolly at home, mm. you know, having these calls and, oh, did you have a call today? Or actually, no, there's a hell of a lot of thinking yeah. and mental pressure and big decisions to be made, you know, and a lot going into that. Those calls are not just a, a happy conversation. They're business calls. Mm. Things are happening. So trying to explain that to my family and to my children too, you know, to say, actually, this is, I know it, look, mummy works differently now, but this is what it is. This is what's going on. And I'd I'd like more help here, here and here, please. I'm not a failure in asking for that. No, but you say you you saying I want help here, here and here is making me feel uncomfortable, which is absolutely ridiculous because that I do struggle. I definitely struggle to say that. And it's taken me a long time to make this a really practical exercise. Let's sit down (laughs) and talk through and agree what the next few weeks will look like. Um, so I think that in itself is, yeah, just, just 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 pause and stop there and say it comes back to your first point, which is the clarity around the want. What do I want? And then there's obviously, well, if I want this, where am I in relation to that? And then what's the support I need in order to get there? And then that's where the voice comes in in terms of actually being able to ask for that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's, that is okay, you know, this is, that is okay. This is about, you know, supporting ourselves and supporting each other as women. You know, if we really want to, you know, when I've really reflected on, okay, so Monique, what, what is it you can do or what is it you can be? You know, what can I role model? What do I want to role model this month? If we're talking about this, you know, International Women's Day and, and International Women's History Month, what's important for me in terms of is it doing is it role modeling you know is it what is it about that in terms of empowering other women and I really felt for me what I can do what I'd like to do to help break the bias is about encouraging more women 
to be themselves, to show mm. up as you really are and not that jargon of be your authentic self at work, you know, no, but actually get under the skin of some of that, you know, showing up as who you are, you can be brilliant at your job, but if something is going on for you, it's okay to say something's going on for me right now. Or if it was, if it's a bit chaotic at the moment, it's okay to say that you will empower other women by showing some of that vulnerability at times. I hope that we are empowering other business women in this conversation by showing our vulnerabilities about how and what we're trying to work through. But if I go back to when we were speaking a couple of weeks ago and we were in that moment where we were in a business situation, do you remember? And we were kind of saying, actually, what is it we bring? What's the energy we bring to this? And did we show up with our true energy? You know, and I, and I was speaking about how warm you are, you know, absolutely business savvy, but your warmth, your humor and your sharpness and focus of your business and what you're doing in it. And I feel like actually you showing up in that way brings something that I think engages and empowers people even more and makes people want to work with you. And we were talking about actually remembering and not forgetting not forgetting when we are preparing for business meetings, when we are doing keynote speaking, when we are delivering events, you know, when we are working, not to forget ourselves mm. and to bring ourselves into that conversation. You know, I did a talk last week for a, a large corporate about women in leadership and their key message was we want more women, more women in in the organization to come forward for senior leadership roles and we want them to come forward as they are we want them to show up in those roles as they are you know we're not we don't want them to be acting like maybe the the, the role models that we just spoke about those mm. you know the male role models you may have seen that you're trying to imitate they were saying no actually we want that because we want to create that culture of inclusion and belonging where people feel they can where women feel especially that they can step forward as they are. We want them as they are mm -hmm. in our senior leadership teams, you know? And I know that may not be the message from every organization everywhere, but if we don't all start doing it, it won't change. Yeah, and I think as you share that as well, the environment in which we are in, and I'm trying to take myself back to that setting as well. And I was with my co-founder, Lucy, we've got a very strong honest real conversations that we have and relationship but I'm trying to think of the ingredients that are required for somebody to show up and we can say it in a myriad of ways show show up as they are show up at their best show up in a way whereby they are able to express themselves in a very real and truth truthful way what what are those ingredients and I think there's mm. The, from because there's the environment with Joan Eastwood, who's been on this podcast previously as well. He talks about this this environment whereby we feel psychologically safe to be who Absolutely. it is we are. And it just takes for one person in the room to kind of, I don't know, maybe look funny or have their head down or go, oh, yes. I don't know, give you some sense that they yes. are, are not backing you or whatever that may yes. be for your communication to, to be derailed or for you to lose that part of you that's, very natural to you whether that's your humor or however you communicate so I think that's yeah I, I don't I, I don't know the answer to that but I think we should also just 
take note of where we do feel like, God, that's me. I'm in flow there. And I just feel that was a good experience. I enjoyed it. My energy was high. And I feel like I expressed myself in a very real way versus that was clunky. I couldn't wait to get out of there. Yeah. I, you know, that just wasn't enjoyable. What was the difference? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know, I, you know, I've got my favorite episode of yours when you speak about that, you know, you speak about the power of a conversation and how you show up in your conversations and just noticing that. And, you know, mm. in, in that episode, you describe it so beautifully, you know, you encourage people so beautifully in it. So um, I hope you tag it in the show notes. Yes, I will. I think so, it's like, it's the courage to unmask. I, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, but, I can't yeah. remember what it's called, but it's with yeah. you. I think you asked a question there about what are the ingredients and you touched on um, feeling psychologically safe. I think I'd answer this. I, I know me and you both like to give people sort of practical takeaways. Mm. I know that. Mm. I'd answer it in two ways. I think if you are in a leadership role or in a role of responsibility or you are running your business, you know, you have a responsibility to create safe spaces. And one of the ways to do that is number one, role model what you're speaking about. Don't just say it, you be it and do it. And number two, value everyone's voice. You know, mm. one of my values are mutual respect and if people ask me well how do you bring that to life you value everyone's voice okay what however whatever whatever level whoever that is you value everyone's voice I think if you're coming at it from the the other side you know you're not in the position of responsibility what can I do I think for yourself, you know, tackling self-doubt is a big part of this, isn't it? Showing up as you are, usually you have self-doubts. Like you said, you gave the example, someone might look at you a bit funny or their body language looks like you haven't landed that well and it throws you off track. I think I shared this in the episode we had before, but I always say usually most of the people in the room or whoever you're speaking to have doubts too. Yeah. We all have doubts, you know, we all have doubts. But if we don't back ourselves, who will? Mm. If you don't show up as you, who will? Who will? Nobody else can. You're only you. So I think it's two, those two things I would say, if you're in responsibility, the role of responsibility, role model what you're speaking about and value everyone's voice. If you're showing up as you and you're, you know, you're nervous to do that, said, and you have doubts, remember everybody has doubts. You know, everybody has those feelings. And how do you know everybody else doesn't feel? How do you know the person that you think is most confident, the person who feels most safe for sure, the person you think is making seven figures in their business? How do you know they don't have some of the feelings that you're having now too? It's like Oprah Winfrey says, each time the camera is switched off, her guest will turn and say, and she used, I think, I mean, for every guest, she said from Beyonce to Jay-Z, they'll turn around with the cameras off and say, was that okay? Exactly. Exactly that. So, you know, let's speak about our journeys. This isn't about oversharing. I'm a very private person. Okay. This isn't about oversharing, but it's about being real. It's about having that courage to be a real woman in business, a real woman on the journey, you know, and as real women, Let's empower each other to mm. be real, you know, and let's work with each other in our realness. That's yeah. what people say, isn't it? You know, people want to work with you. They want to know about you. Who is it behind the brand? Well, they won't know that if you're not showing up as you are. Mm. I think this is a lovely place to close. Monique, thank you so much. 
I think we'll definitely be picking up the conversation again about maybe a different topic. Um, but yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Sinead. Thank you so much for listening. If there's something that you've heard in this episode that has resonated with you, or perhaps you think it could benefit someone else, then please do share this link or start the conversation. If you haven't done so already, click on the subscribe button in your listening app. And as always, I really value your feedback. So please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And for more information, full show notes, links and resources, you can pop over to my website, SineadMillard.com. See you next time back here on The Courage To Be.